you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Ha ha ha. Oh. Glory. <laughs> Christmas presents or Christmas Christmas present everyone in the community come on come sit down and say hi one by one the 10 days of Christmas made flesh maybe next year <laughs> Do all our viewers know the members of RLM Minneapolis? Incognito. Don't tell mom I ran away from home. <laughs> she doesn't know where I am. <laughs> Glory. Thank you for it, Lord. Joy is one of the highest manifestations of prophetics. Amen. Wow. Holy! Glory to God. nice having all of this paraphernalia behind me just to get high on as it is written a wise man will pull treasures out of his storehouse what's wisdom the blood of Jesus the cup of the new covenant be drunk with love shaka shakar Hebrew song of Solomon 5.1 if you get that one commandment, you'll have a perfectly successful life in obedience to God the Father and the Lamb. Be drunk with love, shaka shaka. Problem is, people drink until they start changing and they're scared about what they're becoming because it's a different creature that's totally different than what they were before in their unrenewed mind. And then they stop drinking. And get into stinking thinking. <laughs> the only problem people have is their head is too big and their heart is too small. And then they'll tell you how credentialed they are with the thousand different books they've read on their bookshelf. Behind. That's why we put our Jesus doll in the bookshelf. This is who credentialed me in the kingdom of heaven. Press here. Is he out of batteries? Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen, doll Jesus. All right, I don't know. I just got my credentials to preach like Chucky from a doll. Stick that in your crack pipe and smoke it. Merry Christmas. We're going to get into wild prophetics. 
coming out of some serious bondage in Red Letter Ministries. Man, we've been religious. Hallelujah. Twelve years ago, I'd blush even talking about Song of Solomon Jesus sex. So religious, barely even saved. Couldn't handle any kind of freedom of the prophetic drunken glory realm. Mostly just right in my own carnal mind. From five years of accredited Bible college. Truly the BS. Bachelors in science? Nope. Bull Schmidt. <laughs> Bull Schmidt. <laughs> doctorate in divinity? No, that's a doctorate in cemetery. <laughs> the more you feed your brain, the further you get from the throne. Few people have ever understood that in Christianity. Christianity is revelation to feed your heart. And only by feeding your heart do you have one chance of renewing your mind. And the renewed mind alone has any natural inheritance from God the Father and the angels. <laughs> A lot of times people just get born again, begin in the Spirit, then immediately Galatians 3.1 go into bewitchment and try to finish in their brain. They cut themselves off from the kingdom the first week they're Christians. And then grow up in Je Jezebel's patty cake church club, practicing false fake phileo love, never knowing what one drop of agape is, until the real disciple of the kingdom, the enigma, the neo of the matrix comes around and reveals to them that everything they've ever known is a lie. And I'm not sure if I should kill them, condemn them, slander them, and stab them in the back or listen to them and come out of the matrix. Most people are cowards and so they just condemn the things they don't understand. Very few are brave. You have to be brave to follow the spirit of truth into all truth, especially when you're force-fed what Adam and Eve were from the serpents in the garden. Truth with no life in it is the greatest lie. What are the lies of the fallen angels that people eat and die and forfeit all their inheritance as the children of God? Truth with no life in it. Truth that didn't cost someone's heart. Truth that doesn't come from the piercings of Christ, from the foundations of the world, the lamb that was slain. Meaning it's not from God, it's separated from God. And if you receive that false, fake, deceiving truth, from demons, devils, sorcerers, and dogs, you will go further and further away from God. It is called the wide path of destruction. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is what the Spirit wants to say to you tonight. You know, people are like, do we celebrate Christmas? I celebrate Crossmas. <laughs> Look at that. On the mug, and I'm drinking it too. Mm. Listen, I don't care what kind of pagan crap you're doing externally. Most of your religion to me, you listening right now, is paganism to me. People ask me pagan questions out of their pagan carnal minds, pretending like it's Christian. I'm like, dude, you're barely even saved. Listen, guys, 
You're only saved to the measure of the cross has grown up your heart. Everything in your brain, no matter how true it is about New Covenant, New Testament Christianity, I've read all the epistles and I got it all and I, I'm starting to get a grid of the freedom of the drunken glory from the prophets. Listen, man, all of that's going to burn too. Everything in the river of life is constantly burned. If you hold on to anything in your head, you turn back in your heart and begin dying. The river of life is alive because it's a river ever moving, ever growing, ever flowing, and having new encounters constantly. What does the Bible say? Behold, I make all things new. And so if you ever get into the old of the new, remember the manna in the wilderness? When they put it in jars, it turned moldy, maggoty. But it was new and fresh and angelic glory the day before. It was my angelic experience. You don't understand. I was in the presence of God. I was in the glory of God. I had signs and wonders. Did you have them today? Yesterday don't matter. If you turn back at any point and don't, don't grow in the cross today, you get seven times worse. The higher you go in grace and then get into pride thinking you're something in the flesh, the greater your fall. Remember Lucifer. He was the covering cherub, Ezekiel 28. You can't fall any higher than that. There are men and women in Christianity that fall from the level of covering cherub. I've seen it my whole ministry. Why? Because they got up here by other means than the cross. They got up here by receiving my revelations and teachings into their brain, and that will shoot you up into these realms. That's why people burn out after two weeks, two months, two years, and then can no longer walk with us. It took Judas Iscariot three years. He looked exactly like the other apostles in every way, to the point that none of them, Peter, John, John, the greatest apostle ever probably, couldn't even recognize which one was the betrayer. Hello? You think you're greater than John? John didn't even know it was Judas. You don't know. You think you do, but you're wrong. And you're learning that the hard way because pride always is wrong no matter how right it looks externally. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was, was beautiful in appearance. Its fruit was beautiful. So the fruit isn't by appearance only. Test the fruit. Oh, they look, they come and they look at someone with a tattoo on their face and sometimes swears and they're like, that fruit is not good. That's not God. We've tested the fruit of red letter. The fruit is the blood. Have you drunk the blood? Drink my blood, eat my flesh, Jesus Christ says. Otherwise, you have no life in you. John 6. People don't test the blood. They'll test their blood naturally and see if they're Jewish or British or Russian or whatever crap because we're so carnally minded. We live by Nimrod's 70 root nations instead of the Holy Spirit, the river of life, because we're carnal and external. We need to be spiritual and internal. We need to be circumcised of heart and have no identity other than the tree of life, which is the cross of his blood. Everything else is foolishness and the wide path of destruction. Come on. Test the blood. Drink the blood. Listen. The whore of Babylon's drunk on the blood of the saints. Why? Because people don't test fruit. They don't understand Jesus. They don't understand Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's the highest, deepest level of prophecy, the red letters. But it's so simple. It's spoken at a seventh grade level. 
the mysticism of the red letters is the pinnacle of mysticism of rapture come on <laughs> it doesn't get any higher than Jesus these people are so goofy they think Paul is higher than Jesus maybe John was higher than Jesus maybe Ezekiel and Daniel was higher no Jesus is so much greater you can't even compare the creator to the creature our problem why we're still totally deceived is because the insane levels of pride which is bitterness in our brains why you're always critical of others why you judge by appearances is the very fruit of the fallen angels inside your eyeballs in your brain where the whole kingdom of hell and the throne of Satan is why do you have to be transfigured by the renewing of your mind Romans 12 2 because the mind that is unrenewed is the very throne of the fallen angels what does it say in the book of Acts how the legalists went around embittering people's minds against the apostles there's a bitterness of the mind it's wormwood in the brain we've talked about it in the heart now let's talk about it in the brain they're different realms <laughs> so we got a, some of us have a lot of the Word of God written on our heart to the point where we're like brain-dead drug addicts that's cool when you're an infant mystic but then you renew the mind and the brain catches up to the heart a lot of people don't start in the heart and so they get it on the head and so you have to crucify all of that and start over in the heart realm out of the heart the mouth speaks meaning the origin of all spiritual growth is spirit soul mind and strength what does the Bible say love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength heart represents spirit which is deceiving because people think heart is the flesh of your heart that's not your heart that's your soul truth anyhow your heart is your soul we know the soul is the mind will and emotions all your feelings and emotions are in the flesh of your heart that's your soul your heart is your soul this is your mind totally different realm people think this is their soul it's not it's part of your soul but the door and the gate of the soul is not your head but your heart so the fallen angels know that because they're not idiots like animals they're very smart diabolical genius they work and do all their their evil in the heart and then cover it up with white stones or whitewashed tombs this is what the Spirit of God is saying that under the rocks of the brains are all the snakes and scorpions in the nation's hearts but if your hearts are circumcised by the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God you will turn over your stone which is count your head as garbage and your former life as a Pharisee as a manure pile like the Apostle Paul that everything I did in the curse of the fall in my brain I counted a rubbish heap a pile of horse manure that's what, it, that's what the Bible says that's scripture he actually uses the Greek word the slang for manure which is shit if you want to be accurate in translating that I count my former life as literally dog shit that's what the Apostle says in the Bible but what was it where was it it was all his legalism in his head it was the serving of the tabernacle of Molech that the fallen angels had deceived 
the Jews instead of serving the tabernacle of David. So they were serving him in their head only, like every bewitched, foolish Christian murderer in the world right now, and not in their heart. Your only problem that keeps you infants in Christ is that you serve Christ in your head and not your heart. You have to feed your heart the word of God. I will write my laws upon their hearts. I will write the word of God upon their hearts. That's the new covenant. The law of love and the Holy Spirit takes all Jesus Christ, the word of God, and writes them on your heart. That's your daily marriage vows. That's the cross that keeps you crucified with Christ. Otherwise, you will turn back at any day in your walk with Jesus and get seven times worse. That's what most people do because they don't have enough revelation, a feast, to stay saved. They don't stay saved. Are you saying they lose their salvation? I'm saying they they lose everything. And it's not this right, wrong, good and evil nonsense in your carnal, unrenewed, sorcery-filled brains. It's degrees of light and degrees of darkness. All this everything or nothing nonsense is just total paganism. That is not reality. <laughs> Jesus spoke in farming terms so that you would understand measurements. Jesus only spoke in measures. This measure of faith. He said some people had great faith. This other measure of faith. You have no faith. Such little faith. And there was so little faith in his hometown of Nazareth that he could hardly do any miracles. So he was measuring faith. He still did like three miracles, which is more than most churches. But he said their faith was so small in Nazareth because they had taken him for granted and got so familiar with God Almighty as one of them that they couldn't believe in him because they grew up with him. That's why a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. They think, oh, he's just a human like me. There's almost nothing human about that creature. That was the creator. He had a human body and they're so carnal, so foolish. All they could see was the flesh of Mary hanging on the angel of the Lord that created the heavens and the earth with a whisper because they were completely bl blind by their own sickness and pride. Disgusting filth. The Bible says they actually took him to the edge of the cliff to murder him in his first day of ministry in his home synagogue in Nazareth. They killed their prophet. <laughs> the Nazarenes killed Jesus of Nazareth. They killed him in their hearts. Whoa. You can understand how severe their judgment was. Wow. Can there be judgment even though God is love? Now this is something that all of you constantly struggle with while you're infants in Christ. How can a loving God bring judgment? God is love and he kills 175,000 Assyrians in one night. I don't understand the, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. I do. And we explain it to you perfectly every day at Joel's Bar. It just costs you your false phileo, fake, hypocritical love of your brain to live in the heart realm of the throne of the Lamb, which is the cross of His blood, which is the seed of salvation. The Word of God going into your heart right now is the magnification of the cross. As you eat prophetic revelation, it costs you the knowledge of good and evil, which is your ego, which is being self-aware. Self-awareness is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Consciousness of self is the curse of the fall and all the fallen angels working in your flesh. That you still even exist. That this is anything about you 
and your family is the very curse of the fallen angels working in your brains, working in your blood, and robbing everything that God wants to do in your spirit. How do you erase consciousness of self, the knowledge of good and evil from the soul? By the preaching of the gospel, and nothing else will ever work. It's the eternal, it's the eternal gospel, the agape love, that reverses the curse. And you keep feasting on the word until it eats and devours your heart, your brain, and your bones into the word of God. In him we live and move and have our being. So it's no longer about me, myself, and I. I don't have an eye. I have his seven eyes, which are the seven piercings of Calvary. Through my whole heart, my whole mind, my eyes. These eyes are the most deceiving thing in the whole world. These ears. It's the maximum thousand percent level of deception is living by your natural senses. This is written in Genesis 14. Abraham fought and killed his five kings, which are your five senses, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, and your touch gates. What you feel, your feelings, that's one of the kings of the principalities of the fallen angels that destroys all Christians' lives because they hurt my feelings, I got offended. My eyes deceive me. What does Jesus say in Revelation, the last book of the Bible? You think you see, but you're blind. <laughs> That's so mean. How could a loving God tell me these mean things? Oh, man. God chastises those he loves, even severely scourges, with love, which is truth. Your problem is you're so filled with lies the truth is still your enemy after you believe in Jesus, and that's why you're totally screwed up. That's why half of you are mentally ill, unstable in all your ways, forked tongue, double-minded, uncrucified, because the Word of God is here to kill the animal sacrifice daily. I die daily. What does it mean when Paul says, I die daily, to be a normal disciple? I wish that you were all like me, apostolic Christianity except without these chains because the Christians are so immature we can't do anything to change the world they're just selfish <laughs> and that's exactly how it is they're more concerned about their rights than losing their rights that's how sick people are they're more concerned about their safety than getting unsafe and walking on water every single anti-christ spirit works in this charismatic bride constantly I haven't gone one day in 15 years of full-time ministry where I haven't seen the Antichrist squirming through, through the bride's flesh and blood, through her veins. Because of a lack of the cross is why she's an infant bride, why she's sick, poor, blind, miserable, totally deceived because of a rejection of the severity of God. It is time to grow up, says the Lord. It is time to be spiritual adults doesn't mean the unicorns and all the warm, fluffy pillows go away. That Those realms are permanent. You can go back into nursery. God wants to mature you into the Shulamite warlord. It's time to put your combat boots on. It's time to gird your sword on your side, ladies, and fight the good fight of faith. And stop being led by Jezebel, the witch, in your feelings, emotions, and all the selfish plans that you have for your life. Until that dies, the fallen angels will still 
control your life and you'll barely ever experience the kingdom of heaven. It's in measurements, remember? Listen, he did three miracles in Nazareth. There was salvation in Nazareth. He wanted to lift the city up into the throne of his father. They were not willing and instead they wanted to kill him. Jesus spoke in elevations of cities. Capernaum, will you be lifted up into the heavens? No, you'll be thrown down into the underworld. And he said, Sodom and Gomorrah will have it higher than you on the day of judgment. Why? Because you have seen the Creator in the flesh, in the fullness of His power, and you have said no to Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Capernaum. Duh. What happened to Him? Every single man, woman, and child sold into slavery, diaspora, crucified, raped, destroyed. It's called handed over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh, Gehenna, hell on earth. If you have seen the God of heaven and have said no to him in your hearts and minds and in your five natural senses, have tasted of the power of the kingdom of his glory, and that glory of the creator of the king of glory has come into you, and then in your heart you say no because you don't want to give him any of your soil of your heart. You are better off having never even been born. Ain't that the truth? You will go into eternal punishment with Satan and his angels. Hell is mentioned everywhere in the New Testament. The story of the rich man being sent down into hell in eternal torment and agony couldn't even bring him a drop of water on his dry tongue. Sorry, there's a great chasm here. During your life on earth, you had your own heaven. If you would have served Jesus on earth, you'd be where I am right now, in the living water, in the waterfall of the Garden of Eden. But you rejected him with your five senses during your life and did not allow the cross to crucify your carnal life. And that is why you're so far from him, because now your heart is revealed through death. And you will be where your heart was the whole time forever, says the Lord God Almighty. Understand how the brain deceives our own hearts. And let the Word of God build up your heart and crucify your carnal mind so all the deception and delusion and pride of the fallen angels that keeps us blind would be burned out of us so we would know accurately our position and rank to the throne of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, what are we? We're no, we're no better than the pagans, totally deceived. We're no better than Muslims, totally deceived. We don't even know where we are, what we're doing, just lost like sheep without a shepherd. The only reason why you're sheep without a shepherd in 2020 because you reject, rejected the shepherd. We're coming to a place where everyone's without excuse. You think that's bad? It's the best thing in the whole world. Do you get to the place of Pontius Pilate where I am clean of your blood, washed of my hands, of all your blood. What does that mean? Total destruction of the enemies of Christ. Having been warned for decades of the coming flood that will destroy the enemies with unquenchable fire in the heavens, in the stars, in the earth, in the sands, and everything under the earth will be made new. And all the prophets have ever tried to do is tell you the truth because they love you. But they reject and murder the prophets because they, they come with a sword and not a box of donuts. They came with a box of donuts like the false prophets. Everyone would embrace them. That's love. 
that you do nice things for me. That ain't love. Patting people on the back is not love. Scourging them on the back with the cat of nine tails is love. If you can't differentiate between those two, you are fully controlled by the fallen angels right now. Understand that. God disciplines those he loves. The love of God is the most severest judgment. Your fake phileo, hypocritical, selfish love of the fallen angels is the actual hatred and murder of yourself and others. It's pure selfishness. It, there's not one drop of true divine love in fake, false, Philadelphia, phileo love. That's the curse of the fall. That's the house of all the fallen angels and their demons, birds and beasts. That's it. That's the container. You read about in Revelation. She has become a house for every unclean bird and detestable animal. Foul birds, detestable beasts, demons and devils. Some have wings, some don't. Different ranks in the whole kingdom of hell. Principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. What is their container? What is their prison? Yes, Saturn. What is it? Religion. Christian religion, guys. It is your Christian religion. <laughs> you are the carriers of the box of Saturn, not others. People exploit you because of your current deception. And that's the saddest thing. I've, we've burned through tens of thousands of Christians who would not wake up to the reality that they were evil and not others. They'd rather be a hip hypocrite and pretend like they were a good one by religious knowledge in their carnal mind, which is the highest level of deception. That you would put Christianity in your brain and not in your heart is the highest level of fallen angel deception. See, we think the highest distance is going out into space, trillions of light years in every direction, so far away. Hubble telescope, where is it? It's so it's out there. Man, look at all the constellations. Look at all the stars. That's not far away. That's actually in your brain. The greatest distance is not that way, but your brain going down into your own sick and disgusting hearts. That's the most loving thing you've ever been told. That the greatest distance that none of us have ever crossed to overcome death is bringing your brain down into your sick and disgusting heart. And then you'll see why God has given you a cross and why you need the cross. Because the only thing that can clean up the whole record of all humanity's pride and lust of all Sodom and Egypt, yours, is you were a member of this body of humanity, not someone else's, yours, is if you go down in your heart and start circumcising it with the word of God, laying your life down for others, there is no greater love. Until you begin to do that, you have never tasted one drop of real Christianity. You've been a hypocrite your whole life. Come to terms with it. Maybe make a New Year's resolution to be a real Christian. Merry Christmas. Amen. Well, that's true. What are you telling us to do? Burn my books? Oh, man, here we go. Telling you to circumcise your hearts and not your garments, to go within your own heart. 
There you'll find the fullness of God the Father in the Lamb, right underneath your heart. Problem is, is we don't want to go there. We want to live up here because it's easy. Because we're totally lazy and we sacrifice almost nothing for God. And almost everything in our life is for ourselves or our families. That is the pinnacle of being a sinner and not a saint. If we're honest with ourselves, there's very, very little sainthood in our souls. Yeah. The standard is the throne of the Lamb. We're like, no one's perfect. He's perfect and he's fully in you. All you have to do is get out of the way. You haven't yielded to him. <laughs> you serve him externally. You're bewitched. That ain't God. You're serving demons that are pretending to be God through religious knowledge in your brain. That is the highest level of fallen angel sorcery that you practice and not others. Don't even go into Freemasonry. You all practice Freemasonry. Freemasonry is just being religious. You're worse than the Freemasons. It's true. I know that because I've had thousands and thousands of people in experience of it, and I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself because it's true. I've dealt with all the stuff in the world, confronted it physically, spiritually, on every level. And I'm no longer trying to do it out here. Every word I'm saying to you is coming from the same swords that have cut me in here. Because I hate the devil. I hate the spirit of hypocrisy that always turns us into Pharisees. It's laziness. It's foolishness. It's totally fake Christianity. It's why the world is the way it is. Because we have not practiced real Christianity. Most people, you say, worship God. They lift their hands and start worshiping the fallen angels instantly. You say, worship God. Well, where's God? Christ in you. The hope of realizing the glory. They don't lay hands on God. They put their hands up to their masters. To the celestial bodies. To fallen gods. Do you, you notice that? You tell Christians in the world to worship God. Almost 100% of them right now, at the end of 2020, will lift their hands and start worshiping the fallen angels. God's not out there. God's in you. You are completely and totally 1,000% bewitched. If you were a worshiper of God, you would worship him in your own belly. And that would be the beginning of you stepping into the new covenant. Old covenant is this externalism. Why? Why did God allow it to be so confusing? It's not confusing. Jesus never preached and taught externalism. Neither did the Apostle Paul. It's nowhere in the New Testament. You have learned Christianity from demons and devils and sorcerers and dogs. You have one teacher and he is Christ. Christ didn't teach you any of that junk. That's why when you come into a real Christian ministry, it's like unlearning everything you learned. Because everything you've learned, you've learned from demons. And if it is Christ, then you'll love the cross and the severe teaching and preaching of true agape, sacrificial love of the sin offering will be a joy to you. Bring out the hammer and nails. Thank you for the crown of thorns. Without it, not one thought of God the Father would ever pass through my reptilian brain. Do you understand that yet? I doubt you do. There'd be zero chance of one true thought, one true vision, one true prophetic word 
ever passing through your soul without his seven piercings the seven pillars wisdom builds without wisdom what is it folly and madness one trillion percent of the time you can't get God out of someone who's not crucified daily who's in love with the cross what is it called the bride of the lamb the bride of the cross you know why we haven't gotten into the marriage celebration because hardly any of you even love the cross you still resist the cross <laughs> and we're talking about elite warriors and soldiers that have been feasting on prophetic revelation for decades some of you and still the cross is hard and not easy and light it's only hard because you're still serving your own ego your own selfish cares and desires your own selfish families and not Jesus Christ's family until you get out of the way and serve his interests and not your own Christianity will be impossible to you and you'll never walk with the Messiah you'll know about him you'll see others walk with the Messiah because they've sacrificed everything but you still haven't and you are not yet a kingdom person this is what you need this is true love you don't need a pat on the back you can get that from a hundred thousand false preachers out there that pretend like they love you but they don't true love is making disciples of all nations that takes crosses nails crown of thorns cat of nine tails whips on the back oh he's whipping us it's so mean see because we have a sin consciousness I don't have a sin consciousness. When I think cat of nine tails, I think by his stripes I was healed, and I go into his blood, and my back gets the impartation of all the wine of his wine sacrifice. It's the house of wine in his seven piercings. There's no curses there, and anyone who's ever drunk his blood knows that. Those who haven't think, oh, it's going to be painful. Get your nails and your hammer and your cross away from me. Don't nail my feet to that tree. It's called engrafted into the tree of life. Romans chapter 11. There's no salvation anywhere else. You got 100,000 demons preaching 100,000 different gospels. There's only one tree of life. It is the cross of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Anyone who's not nailed to it is not saved. That's what Jesus said. You can't be my disciple unless you pick up your cross and follow me. The fact that you think there are options in this world, I don't have to just receive Brandon's ministry. Listen, anyone that preaches anything other than what I preach, be accursed, anathema, and sent down into the Red Sea and destroyed. There's only one gospel. It's the cross. Anyone that preaches anything other than the cross is not causing humanity to be married to the Lamb, but married to demons. They're sorcerers. They love the lie. What's the lie? that I can retain and cling control of my life without a cross. <laughs> All you're going to grow in is witchcraft. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. What's wrong with these people? Why are they exceedingly cursed all the time and never have breakthrough? When they have breakthrough, then they go down and it's ups and downs. It's never consistent. It's like total schizophrenia everywhere. It's all because of a lack of Calvary, which is Mount Zion rising in our hearts a lack of crucifixion the fact that your brain is so unrenewed that Christianity has anything to do with you that I'm really doing bad of course you're doing bad the fact that your consciousness of self still retains in you shows me that you're just a bag of maggots and flies 
because you're holding on to the old man which is a corpse which is the house of all the demons and devils that fly flies which are demons with wings satan is a fly beelzebub father of flies a demon with wings is what the fallen angel is and you have that if you hold on to your own self and don't embrace the cross that kills it come on it's a dying star that's one third of the stars that fell from heaven is the brain the light of the brain is the dying star the light of the brain is what the dragon's tail swept of course you're having a hard time you're still serving the fallen angels and then you go back into Jesus and you listen to the disciples that don't serve the fallen angels but you don't apply it to the total destruction of your own soul and you expect to have results you have to do God's will Jesus Christ said my food nourishment what keeps me alive is to do the will of my Father in heaven who sent me. Do you understand that? We feast on prophetic revelation. We feast on the fruits of his cross, love, joy, peace, patience, in his nails, in his crown of thorns, in his cat of nine tails, in his internal bruising and bleeding, in the blood that was sweat from his brow. We feast on these realms so that we can do our Father's will. And it still has nothing to do with us, not building a ministry, not building a business, not anything in the natural realm herself, which seems hard when it's actually really easy and light because you're created to be the children of God and not the children of Nimrod. <laughs> it's hard if you're still trying to be the children of Nimrod and applying all of these Christian things into yourself and not to God the Father's greatness. But I just want to do God's will. Good. Die. And die daily. And let the word kill you. It's called the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Sharper than any two-edged sword. See, back then they didn't have machine guns, M16s, F16s. They didn't have bazookas. They didn't have hand grenades. They had swords. It was the most deadly weapon. Hello? We're talking about what kills others. And the word of God is called a killing weapon, a sword. And you still don't get that. You don't get it. That you are receiving the word of God that's a sword, a bazooka, a cannon. Just let your mind go crazy because I know there's a lot of gun freaks watching. And that's what the word is for you. To kill you, destroy you, and blow you up into little tiny pieces to never put you together again. That's what the word is according to the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 Anyone who preaches the gospel that isn't a bazooka to blow you to bits, pieces of bone, pieces of brain, flying everywhere in a 500-mile radius like an atom bomb, second atom bomb. Anyone that preaches the gospel that doesn't blow people up is a liar and a thief, trying to put you together with the gospel instead of tear you apart with the sword of the Spirit. That's what a false teacher is. That's what a false prophet is. That's what a false apostle is trying to tap tap you on the back do a good job you're a good human being that's not what the bible says you're a snake and a sorcerer at best here's the cross die on it and as you're crucified with christ the father himself and his goodness will pass through you and that would be your first taste of real christianity in jesus name merry christmas you're welcome it's the greatest gift you ever get someone tell you the truth because they love you
Very few people have ever loved you, and that's why you've never heard the truth like this before. It's not love to be nice to people, to pet their sin, pet their problems. It's love to nail them to the tree and engraft them into Christ. Unless the person's doing that, they've never walked in one drop of divine love. And they call phileo love, which is human ability to love that doesn't require the cross, the gospel, the angels, the Holy Spirit, or anything of the kingdom of heaven at all. They are the blasphemers. And the beast was given a mouth to blaspheme against the agape sacrificial realm of the seven piercings of wisdom's pillars for a time, times, and half a time until that rotten, self-righteous idiot was thrown down into the Red Sea. You're welcome. And then we'll have world peace by the slaughtering of your brains by Calvary in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Every year I take a short break. Last winter we went to Winter Park, Colorado. This winter I'm taking another break. I'm going to be all over the south. Soaking up some rays, getting a nice break from the blizzard we had that canceled Joe's bar last night. Zero visibility, driving impossible. The roads are all sheer ice today. It was still fun driving in them. Hallelujah. So this is our last Joel's Bar until January 3rd. And so this year has been tremendous. I wanted to give you some solid meat. There's enough meat in tonight's message you can put on repeat until you're the manifesting sons of God in the same height and elevation where Lucifer once was as a covering cherubim on Father God's head. That's what's contained in tonight's sermon. That's your prophetic word. That will put you right on top of God the Father's head as a royal diadem. If you can receive it. And you got to get real, guys. And I know there's some severe soldiers in the audience today, but not that many. Not that many. You don't need that many, but I wish we had an army of King David's, an army of Jesus Christ, an army of Messiah's an army of crucified ones whose crosses are bigger than their cities. I wish we had that, you guys. We don't. We have mostly just selfish people, mostly just infants in Christ everywhere. But what's in it for me? I listen to these sermons for my ego to grow as a dying star, as a blasphemer. I just want knowledge. I'm not interested in dying with him. I'm not interested in the Father's will. Not interested in sacrificing my kid, my kids, my spouse, my life to do anything for God. Just give me information about God, because we're total wicked blasphemers. That's exactly how it is. And it's very grievous, and I don't want those people anywhere near me. They grieve the Holy Spirit in me constantly, and I can't stand it. I always drive them away like a whip in the temple, turning over the tables of their demon-possessed hearts. I just want the Holy Ghost in my heart to be satisfied in a 5,000-mile 5, radius everywhere to absolutely destroy the enemies of the Holy Spirit with the cross. And it's working. We're on a rampage, and it's wonderful, and it's going to get way more severe in the days to come. Um, God gave me some prophetic words for 2021, and this is our last broadcast. So Happy New Year, too, until 2021. I want to give you just a couple 
prophetic insights and prophetic visions that the Spirit of God was adamant about going into 2021. He said, 2020 was Psalms 20. When you read Psalms 20, we did a couple videos that are on YouTube and on Facebook if you want to read those and watch those. Psalms 20 was being lifted up above the storm. And I was completely lifted up above the storm this year. It was really quite bizarre for me to watch, even from here, what he was doing in here. And I was startled and in awe and walking in the fear of the Lord all year as God was doing things that blew my mind every single day. That he had placed us high above the pandemic before there was a pandemic. <laughs> and that we went around it in every which way and expanded through everything that Satan and his angels were doing through his sorcerers and the nations as they grew in $1.3 trillion while y'all were quarantined. We were not quarantined, were we? There were whole weeks where Red Letter Ministries was the only church active in the world and every other church on planet Earth was closed down. There were weeks of that because God had prepared us above the storm, above the snakes, for decades because I don't serve man. I don't care about denominations or opinions. I follow the spirit of prophecy and people just misunderstand like it's nobody's business every day and that's to be expected because a carnal man comprehends not the things of the spirit nor can he because it costs you your soul to be spiritually wise. Get wisdom and though it costs you everything, get understanding. It is written. Pay a price. If you want understanding otherwise you'll never understand you'll be confused like judas iscariot to this moment who still doesn't understand i was the victim of jesus that's his attitude to this very moment thousands of years later do you understand that no you don't you do now people don't understand because they don't pay the price because they don't carry a cross why does the bible say it will cost you everything this is important because hardly any of you understand what has happened in 2020 because you've sacrificed so little of your soul for understanding. You have to get the cross so big in your hearts that it eats your brain. It eats your brain cells. It eats your skull and your bones and all the line influence of external air. Until the tree of life has devoured the enemies in you, you'll never understand one thing God does. God's ways will always be higher than your ways, his thoughts, higher than your thoughts, because the cross, you haven't done anything with it. You, he gave you the seed of the cross, the tree of life, that it grow up in your belly to devour your feelings in your heart, your thoughts in your brain, and the will in your bones. Your will is in your bones, your thoughts are in your brains, and your emotions are in your heart. That's called your soul. Your soul is your flesh. Hallelujah. The Word of God separates the soul from spirit. Aren't you glad? Amen. It's wonderful. So there's zero confusion as you grow in maturity. Oh, watch that. Zero confusion. Everyone else will be confused about what you're doing, but you won't. You know they're liars because they don't have the cross growing in their heart. The tree of life is the only place there has ever been any truth. It's the cross of his blood. It's Mount Zion, Calvary. And Calvary can rise in your heart, and that alone will be your elevator above the snake line, above the curse, above the pandemic, above poverty, above worry, doubt, and fear, above unbelief, and all the sins of the fallen angels and the nations will be so far under you because you have climbed Calvary. You have climbed Zion. How do you go from glory to glory on Mount Zion? By the cross getting bigger in your heart. The next degree of glory 
is the expansion of crucifixion in your heart that devours you and magnifies him. What does John the Baptist say? I must decrease and he must increase. And then Jezebel cut his head off and he totally decreased, didn't he? Greatest prophet went to zero. Oh, hallelujah. So <clears throat> it's time for decapitation. You guys ready for the silver platter of Jezebel? Jezebel ain't doing it to you. Moses is, says the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Your friends are going to circumcise you like the good old days. I'm already circumcised. No, you're not. There's a much greater circumcision coming to your heart and coming to your head. And you'll, it'll hurt at first only because you're so full of pride. Later on, it'll bear forth the harvest of righteousness. Hebrews 13. You'll be thankful to the true friends who have taught you God's thoughts and God's ways and have used the sword of the Spirit as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Why? Because we're at war. And Jezebel and Cain are ultra-deceiving. Leviathan out there twisting every word, so the infants in Christ are always offended and never grow spiritually. Staying in their buildings made by human hands like little incubators, chicklets, and God wants them to grow up. Break through the roof, break through the walls, and become a cockatrice. You go from chicklets to cockatrice. You know what a cockatrice is? Isaiah 14, 29 says, Rejoice not, you Philistines, for out of Judah will come a fire-breathing cockatrice. That's in one, one real ancient translation. <laughs> one, one translation says dragons, seraphim, serpents. Hey, can someone close the door? It's still open. <laughs> it's negative five degrees out there. Left the door open. Thank you. Yeah. Close the front door. Time to close doors that no one can shut. My God. This RLM community in Minneapolis is the worst. Really, They really are the worst people in the entire world. <laughs> but just like... Uh, was, who's his name? Uh, the guy over from England. My, my relative. He said... Uh, he once conquered Napoleon at Waterloo. He said about his soldiers that they were the worst scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember right now. I'm too high. I'm trying to go into the Carnal Natural Realm Library, and it's like the Library of Congress is closed. COVID-19. Stay in the Library of Wisdom. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, you know, I like that. I, I only speak from my spirit every time I preach and teach for 15 years. And there will be whole realms where the, the mind isn't allowed to go in while you're speaking. You speak the narrow course and you speak the rivers. So you learn how to teach and preach, not from the Library of Congress, like a Freemason demon, but from a saint out of your belly. A wise man brings treasures, and your belly is the rich treasury of glory, Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. And so you're storing up treasures in heaven, but you're upside down and backwards and turned and flipped around in every other dimension. You don't even know where you're standing, where you're falling, and if you're flying or if you're you know, walking. It's, it's so confusing because of the curse of the fall that actually going up is having your brain descend down into your belly. The throne of God and the Lamb is in your stomach. Yeah, not out there in space. That's getting further away from God is going out into space. That's the abyss. You don't want to go out there. You want to get closer to God. He's in your belly. And so 
as your mind gets renewed, it goes down inside your spirit. Remember Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory and not being bewitched and your brain going further and further from Christ in your belly. So the fallen angel's strategies of witchcraft is to cut your own head off of your own heart so you never find God in you. And then they practice paganism and sorcery, jennies and jambres for thousands of years and call it Christianity when it's the highest level fallen angel sorcery in existence. So if you want to ascend, your brain descends. Ascension is bringing your brain down into your heart and through your heart where you find 6,000 years of Sodom and Egypt activity, which will require the cross to grow in you. It's the only thing that works. And then you go down into your belly. And then when you start living in your belly, you're living in the treasure house of heaven. Isn't that what the Bible says? John 7, 38, Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. Revelation 22, 1, From the throne proceeded the river of life, crystal clear and sparkling. So the throne has a river. And where is the throne and the river? The Bible tells you, John 7, 38, The throne and the river is in your belly. King James Version, that's accurate. Your spirit's in your stomach. You knock the wind out of them, Greek word pneuma. You have to hit them in the belly. You hit them in the chest, just be like, ow, rib bruised my ribs nothing happened you hit them in the belly the wind comes out of them they turn blue and die the spirit pops out of their body you hit them in the chest you might break a rib but you're not hitting them in the spirit spirit is the greek word pneuma which means wind you knock the wind out of someone you have to hit them in the belly hit them in the stomach right here under the ribs amen amen that's your spirit guys get the bewitchment off and let's go into Christ in our spirit. If anyone's joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord. I don't know where the Lord is. He's in your spirit, but you're cut off from your spirit because you're full of witchcraft, rebellion. Now, circumcise your hearts and not your garments, which means go inward instead of outward. The only progression of spiritual growth is by growing inward. And if you grow inward enough, you'll go through all the 6,000 years of the nation's sins, which is in every human heart. No one's different. You don't have your own sins. And you don't know me, bro. I know you're all the same. You're all <laughs> 47 cousins. There's nothing unique about you. You are not special. Jesus is special. If you take your brain through your heart, you'll find all the same sins of all nations inside every heart, equally the same. Doesn't matter what root nation, 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel, all of it irrelevant. And then you go deeper than the heart into the belly and you'll find there's only one family, the family of the Holy Spirit. And then you'll have unity of the brethren in the throne room of Almighty God in your bellies, which becomes the treasure houses of wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of him. And I pray all of you would sacrifice your hearts to live in these realms and not go the way of Satan and his angels. Amen. Love you guys very much. If you'd like to give Red Letter Ministries a Christmas present, we just spent $2,200 restoring Jake and Stephanie's emerald van back to them. So they're back on the road, driving in the snow. He, hand, he says it handles amazing on the snow. And he's a really good driver in the snow, they reassured me. I'm going to have to put my fingers in the side just to believe. Doubting Thomas over here. I don't know. A little skeptical. Huh? Whatever. Pray for my faith in Jake and Stephanie's driving. <laughs> We're also buying lights for the stadium. And we I acknowledge several of you have stepped up and given into that. It's about $4,000 total of just immediate expenses right now that Red Letter Ministries has internationally this week for our missionary duties. We're sending out Michael to Nairobi, Kenya from Minneapolis. 
And tonight's going to be a Sunday night. We're going to lay hands on him, impart all the apostolic anointing and prophetic anointing right into his belly and ship him out, you know, like a suicide bomber into Nairobi to explode like the second Adam's bomb. <laughs> you get triggered at that point. You just explode with love. Body parts everywhere. It's called the drunken glory. That's what actual revival looks like, guys. <laughs> And so we're going to be supporting missionaries. Penny is being sent out to San Francisco, January 6th. We'll have a couple days with her when we come back from vacation, probably broadcast with her. So we're sending out missionaries to California. You know California is darker than Kenya by about 10,000 degrees. One of the darkest places on earth. It almost makes me want to cry. So we're very excited about missions to San Francisco, missions to California. We'll be right there on the front lines of San Francisco with, with Penny's new apostolic ministry. It's going to be awesome. And then we'll have Michael in Nairobi, Kenya, right in Africa. Very, very exciting missionary trips. So pay attention to what the Red Letter Ministries missionaries are doing. Support your missionaries. Support your apostles and prophets on the front lines, warring for you and your families to have heaven on earth. RedLetterMen.com. We love you guys so much. Merry Christmas to you all and Happy New Year. And we'll see you in a much greater glory, January 3rd, in Jesus' name. Amen.